Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Recording Podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, uh, I just want to start this off by saying that I hope you guys are doing well uh, with a lot of the changes that are coming. Uh, I mean, hourly things seem to be changing and we're getting more information. And so I hope you guys are doing well with all these changes. I hope you guys are being wise. I hope you're following uh, advice that's being given down from uh, the CDC and other experts. Um, And I'm hoping that the cabin fever hasn't set in uh, too badly Uh, yet because uh, it's quite realistic that we're still going to continue to see this escalate before uh, we get to see it de-escalate. So hopefully it's not setting in yet because there may be uh, a little bit more ahead of us uh, before things start getting better. Um, We're going to move forward in our margin series. I'm excited to be able to to get to share with you this week. Uh, Last week, if you watched the video um, and earlier in the series, Philip defined margin as the amount that's available beyond what is needed. The amount that's available beyond what is needed. And I think that's a good definition. Uh, In his book, Margin, uh, Richard Swenson uh, uses the phrase that margin is the difference between breathing freely and suffocating. And uh, I think for some of us, that may actually ring truer, that definition that uh, we feel like when we have no margin in our lives that we can't even catch our breath. We can't calm down and... um, We just feel like we're suffocating because everything is being pushed uh, right up to the limit or, you know, sometimes if we're being honest, beyond uh, that limit. And um, so last week, Philip talked about having margin in our finances and what that looks like. I encourage you to go back and and view that if you haven't. Um, This week, I want to talk about what it looks like. It's a semi-related idea, but I want to talk about what it looks like for us to leave margin in our lives uh, for mission. At Awaken, we talk regularly about how Jesus' followers uh, are a sent people, meaning that each one of us, if we are serious, uh, if we take seriously what it means to follow Jesus, then we should be uh, seeking to live our lives as missionaries sent into our neighborhoods and our networks uh, where we live. Um, This is what it means to be a a follower of Jesus rather than just being a a fan of Jesus, which is something that I feel like I've been uh, really hitting on a lot lately. Um, Being a fan of Jesus costs us very little, uh, while being a true follower of Jesus uh, asks a lot of us. Uh, Being a fan of Jesus, showing up for a worship service, maybe a small group, sharing some spiritual posts on social media, uh, it may only cost a few hours out of our schedule. Uh, whereas being uh, intentionally trying to be a follower of Jesus costs us the whole thing. And so as I was thinking about why it's important for us to have margin in our life for mission, uh, I was reminded of a parable uh, that Jesus told. And and whether you've been part of a a faith community in the past or not, uh, you're probably familiar with this story. Uh, It comes out of the Gospel of Luke in chapter 10. uh, We hear Jesus tell the story of the Good Samaritan. And if you're familiar with the story, Jesus is responding to a question uh, from one of the experts in the law, a a Pharisee, um, where he's essentially asked, uh, after a series of questions, he's essentially asked, what does it mean, what does it look like for me to love my neighbor? 
um, they boil down the, the, the most important commandments as love God and love, love my neighbor. But, uh, the, the Pharisee asks, what is, what, who is my neighbor? What does it look like for me to love my neighbor? And, um, Jesus answers him by, by telling him this parable, this, this fictional story that he tells. And so uh, if you're not familiar with the, the story, um, what happens is Jesus tells a story about, about a man who's traveling. Uh, he's going down the road uh, between these two cities, going from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he gets attacked by bandits, by, by robbers. And so they strip him, they beat him, uh, just looking dead, uh, uh, take all of his, uh, his money, his clothes, and just leave him beaten for dead. And um, as he's laying there by the side of the road, the, the, Jesus continues, he says, well, a, a priest went by and he sees the man and he crosses to the other side of the road so he doesn't pass, uh, he doesn't come near uh, the man who was robbed and, and left beaten. And, and after the priest, a Levite, somebody who uh, has responsibility within the temple, um, comes to the same place and he does the same thing. When he sees the man, he crosses to the other side and, and he passes without without addressing the man, but then a, a Samaritan, somebody who culturally would have been the least likely person to stop and help uh, a, a Jewish man who was hurt. It says when he is traveling by and he comes to where the man was, he takes pity on the man. And so he uh, takes uh, the man and he bandages him up. He uses his own, um, says he, uh, with uh, wine and oil, he uh, tended to his wounds. He puts him on his own donkey and he takes him into town. And, and when he gets him into town, he uh, goes to the inn and he stays with him and he, and he tends to the man uh, man's wounds for the night. The next day, when it came time for him to leave, he goes to the, the innkeeper and he leaves uh, two silver coins, two denarii with the innkeeper. And he says, uh, continue to take care of him. Use this to, to continue to take care of him. And uh, if you spend any more than this, when I'm coming back, when I'm on my way back through, I'll reimburse you anything that you spend. And so this is the story that Jesus tells that he used to illustrate what it really means to love a neighbor, what it means uh, to, to do that. And as I was uh, thinking about this story and how it relates to having margin in our life's remission, there were two things that really jumped out at me um, from this story. And uh, the first is creating margin uh, in our schedule for mission. Uh, as we read through the story, two different people pass the man uh, without addressing him before the Samaritan comes. Um, they, they pass right by without stopping. And in Jesus' story, he doesn't actually say why uh, they don't stop. He just says that they cross to the other side of the road. Um, we can speculate. It's possible that they were too busy. Uh, possibly uh, the cleanliness laws uh, uh, that were part of the Jewish law, uh, that if they would have um, if the man was beaten so badly that he looked dead, that if they if they would have tried to help him, they would have then been considered unclean and have to go through a whole cleansing uh, process. And so it's possible that that was it. It's possible that they just whatever business they were about, they considered to be more important than than what was going on. We we don't know for sure, but I know as I as I was reading this and I was thinking about it, I personally was convicted about uh, the times that I could think of in my life where I've neglected an opportunity to be present with a friend or a neighbor because of my schedule. Um, times where I've been, you know, leaving the, the house or maybe coming home and I, I see a neighbor outside, uh, working on his car and, and I, you know, think to myself, Hey, I should go and see if he needs a hand. Um, as if I could help, I'm, I would, I would at best be able to hold a light or something, right? I'm sure he's much more capable than I am, but just that opportunity to be present, um, that I neglect because I feel like whatever I had going on at that time was more pressing or more important. Um, I think of the times, 
um, you know, where we wanted to invite a neighbor over for dinner and we didn't because looking at our schedules, uh, you know, like every evening for the next two weeks was completely planned out. And so we had no room to invite them over. Uh, these kind of things are, are, are convicting for me because they show that I have not uh, left margin in my schedule to be able to be living on mission with my uh, with my friends and neighbors and to be present with them. I think probably almost every single one of us that's that's watching this, I think we can look at where our time goes and and we can say that, you know, we have a, a really full schedule, uh, but having a full schedule is not the same thing as living a full life. And if we don't create spaces in our schedules for mission, uh, it absolutely won't happen by accident. We have to be intentional by putting margin into our schedules um, that we can use to be living on mission with our, our, our friends and, and, and our neighbors. Um, uh, Heather and I, uh, just to share with you guys, you know, something that we instituted earlier this year is we said, you know, we, we live busy lives, unfortunately busier than I, than I wish we did. Um, but that we said at the very least, at the very minimum, that we were going to set aside uh, within any given month that we were going to have uh, at minimum one meal um, in our home, we would invite one member uh, of Awaken over into our home to share a meal with, to continue to build community among the church. Um, and then we would have at least uh, one time a month where we invite somebody from outside of the church over into our home for dinner to build relationship and to invest in that relationship. And so that's something that we've we've committed to doing, that we've said, hey, this may be the bare minimum that we can do right now. As seasons change, maybe we are able to increase that. But it's just a way that we've said that we want to make sure that we leave that margin in our schedule to be able to do that. Um, the second thing that jumps out at me from this story pertaining to what it means to live a life on mission is creating margin in our finances uh, for mission. Philip spoke uh, about finances last week, so I'm not going to dwell on it very long, but the Samaritan in Jesus' story, uh, he uses his own resources to tend to the man medically, um, and then when he leaves, he gives the innkeeper what was uh, added up to a decent sum of money uh, to care for him, and then even promising to reimburse him any additional expense that he may spend on his way back through. Um, if we don't create margin in our finances, it limits the ability that we have uh, to be able to meet the needs of others around us uh, as they arise. Um, just again to tell a, a, a personal story, and this certainly isn't intended to, to toot my own horn, but rather just to show how even uh, a small amount of margin could allow you to, to meet a need when it arises. I was at the grocery store, and uh, I was just running in for something real quick. I don't re remember what it was. Oh, actually, I was on the way to a missional community. I was running in just to pick up something to add to our meal that we were going to have that night. And uh, as I was in line, the person in front of me, uh, they you know were getting all their stuff ring ringed up, and then... Uh, when it came time to pay, they pulled out their wallet and they realized, oh, I don't have my, my debit card. They had left it at the office. Um, and so they were, you know, saying, okay, you know, you can just put that stuff back or whatever, you know, or I can, you know, I can come back. And, and, uh, and it wasn't a, an incredible amount, but it was, it was without hesitation. I could say, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and add it to my order and, and we'll pay for it. And, and of course the, they didn't want to do that at first because that's, random and awkward for a stranger to offer to pay for your groceries. But after insisting, I was able to do it. And again, it wasn't this huge amount. It certainly um, wasn't anything to brag about, but it was just an opportunity that we had because Heather and I have worked to create margin in our finances, that it wasn't something that I had to say, man, I would love to do this. 
but I don't know what situation that's going to put us in. Like I, I didn't have to, you know, pull out my phone and check to see how much was left in the bank account, which is certainly place a place that I've been before in my life. Um, but fortunately, it's not a, a place where we're we're at now that we've been able to carve out some margin to be able to meet needs uh, when they come up. And th- again, that's a small story. We can share other stories from our missional communities where we've seen people who, uh, because of unexpected expenses or because of medical issues, that they would have a bill that arises that they needed help paying. And I've seen members of our missional community rally together to be able to give towards that need to be able to help that person pay that bill or to help that person be able to pay their rent that month. And that's just something that we don't have the ability to do if we're consistently pushing our finances to the to the limit or even beyond the limit of, of what's healthy. And so, um, again, it's not something that happens automatically without being intentional. And so we need to uh, build margin into our finances in order to allow us to live missionally by helping shoulder the burdens of the people around us and helping meet those needs when they become available. Um, I want to leave you with a couple questions. This is designed, we're hoping that you guys will take these videos and then discuss the content in within your missional community. And so we want to give you uh, just a few questions that you can use to, um, to discuss this content and to dialogue together as a missional community. And so the first question uh, is, is a head question. It's um, how does the state of our schedules and our finances reveal what we value? In what way does the state of our schedules and our finances reveal what we value? The second question uh, is a a heart question. Um, And uh, the question is, if you allowed, if, if it was possible, if you allowed someone to review your calendar and your expenses for one month, uh, what would it reveal about the things that you care about? I'll ask it again. If you allowed someone to review your calendar and your expenses for one month, what would it reveal about the things that you care about? And finally, uh, a hands question. Um, discuss among your missional community or, or whoever you happen to be watching this video with, um, what is one small but concrete step that you could take today that would create more margin in your schedule? And then same question about your finances. What is a small but real concrete step you could take today that would create more margin in your schedule and more margin in your finances? So we hope that you'll uh, take this this short message and take these questions and that you'll uh, dialogue with your missional communities and discuss uh, kind of how God is speaking to you and how he's uh, asking you to respond to what he's saying to you. So uh, thanks so much. Uh, We look forward to uh, continuing to be able to to resource you guys with these videos for as long as this continues to be the the new normal. Um, We'll continue to uh, to be here and to be creating these for you to, to use in your missional community. So uh, God bless. Again, be safe, be wise, and continue to look for ways to creatively be the church um, in the world looking uh, very different than it normally does. God bless. God bless.